This is the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Bounty Hunters, we don't need that scum. A UTV Patreon exclusive featuring Star Wars news and discussion beyond the expanded universe. I have never met a Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. And now, it's time to collect those credits. As you will. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. No one heard anything we said in that entire introduction. Oh my goodness. All right, hey everyone. Sorry about that. Anyway, we're back here. We're working, we're good, and we're here just in time for our very special, awesome guest, who gets full sound, who gets full video, and who got up way earlier than we did, Mr. Freddy C of Legends, look back! I muted everybody just before uh, everything <laughs> happened and made sure made sure Jacob was in the chat so we could fix it right when I came on, so looks like everything uh, worked. Revenge I, of Freddy. My gosh, the best way to get a good episode is for you to throw us all off our game right at the top. I respect it, Freddy. But Freddy is here. Uh, Freddy is a giant Boba Fett Fan has been since the olden days of the legend stuff, so we're very excited to hear what you thought about this episode. If this is your first time on Bounty Hunt, welcome. Great choice. Uh, we are going to briefly recap what happened in the past episode of the Book of Boba Fett, episode four, The Gathering Storm, and then we're going to talk about what we thought about it. We're going to give a one to ten ranking. We're going to talk about some themes of the episode. This will also be a full spoiler video and or podcast, so if you haven't watched the episode, we highly recommend you pause here. Go watch it, enjoy it, then come on back and join in the conversation. If you're on YouTube today, good morning. We hope you give her your thoughts in the chat. We'll shout you out as we can. All right. Without further ado, fellas, let us talk about what happened in the Book of Boba Fett, Season 1, Episode 4, The Gathering Storm. We begin this episode with a flashback. Uh, Boba is staking out Jabba's palace with his good bantha friend slash dog when a light flare goes off in the distance. He investigates and finds Fennec Shand back in Mando season one. And she has been shot in the gut by that guy who I hate. I already forgot his name. Uh, but she take, he takes her to a mod shop to save her life on the outskirts of Mos Eisley. Inside the mod shop, there's a guy straight out of Cyberpunk 2077 who fits Fennec with droid parts in her gut and saves her life. In return, Fennec agrees to help Boba recover his fire spray gunship from Jabba's palace. Then her debt will be paid. The two of them stake out the palace and then infiltrate silently, fighting droids along the way, killing some guards, and eventually flying the ship out of the palace over to the Sarlacc pit because they need to find Boba's armor. However, at the pit, they almost get sucked in before Fennec releases the seismic charge to kill the Sarlacc for good. Boba then dives into the Sarlacc's carcass and finds his armor is not there, but he makes a pitch to Fennec. If she's going to stick around, he is going to create a house to stop the bounty hunters from being used by idiots. He's sick of dying on stupid jobs. Boba then wakes up from his flashback, and we find he is fully healed. He no longer leaves the Bacta, and he makes his way to Sanctuary, where a probably slightly drunk Black Chrysanthemum is watching a bunch of Trandoshans celebrate their lottery winnings, and he threatens them immediately because they are dishonoring him by simply being there. Garza then comes in and owns the room as she does and tries to talk the Wookiee down, Telling how great of a gladiator he was, how this is beneath him. But she fails, and Chrysanthemum rips his arm off. However, Chrysanthemum does pay his bar tab and agrees to join Boba Fett's crew because he does need a job and something to do. Back at the palace, Boba summons the surrounding crime lords for a meeting and offers them a proposal. If you won't fight with me against the pikes, just don't fight against me. The crime lords think about this and all agree to remain neutral in the upcoming war. And as they leave, Boba and Fennec talk about the need for muscle for the upcoming war with the Pikes. 
bright as the familiar music of the Mandalorian comes in as we fade to black. <laughs> All right, fellas, let us go around the horn, if we will. Let's rate this episode on a 1 to 10 scale. We were around uh, last week's episode. We were on sixes. Uh, Corey gave it a four or something, I believe. We were also in Asheville in a totally different setup. Uh-huh. Uh, but this week, did we raise the bar up higher? Charles, start with you. Yeah, we definitely raised the bar higher. There's still a couple little things that bother me. But overall, I thought that the highs of this episode were pretty darn high. Uh, it was cool to go back to the Sarlacc pit. Um, getting Black Crescent back was pretty important, I think. And I'm excited to see him uh, be pretty badass some more with the rest of the season. I'm going to say overall for me, 7.8. Very solid. All right, 7.8, That which is exactly the rating on IMDb. Fun fact. Uh, Corey, <laughs> what'd you think? Uh, yeah, I think this was definitely a big improvement over last week's, um, for sure. I think I really enjoyed this one. Um, you know, Caitlin hadn't seen uh, episode three before this one. Right, episode three. Yeah, we're on. This was four, right? Yeah. Yep. Caitlin yep. hadn't seen uh, episode three before this. We we watched it right before the episode, which was maybe a maybe a mistake because it did sort of influence my opinion of uh, episode four a little bit. So I think my first gut reaction was to give it a lower score, but then I reflected on it and watched part of it again, and I was like, no, nah, no, nah, this was a lot better. So I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of back Charles up, and uh, I'm gonna say seven and a half. All right, I like that. Also very solid. Um, Freddie, this is your first. <laughs> Your first rating on a bounty hunt. What's it going to be? It is, man. So I'm pretty biased, obviously. Uh, It is Boba Fett, and I'm a big fan of Boba Fett. Uh, (laughs) This episode is is exactly what it's named, right? It's a gathering of the storm. We're about to see a lot of stuff happen in the next few episodes, and everything has been a bit slow, right? They've been trying to put in an action as, as, as much as possible, to to try to keep it going right but we're we're entering a new era which is this war with the pikes right and and i'd like to think i'm gonna make a guess here episode five this is the this is gonna be this is it right here <laughs> story of the faithful Wookiee. Oh, special yes i've ridden beast 10 times the size <laughs> yeah, all right you know what i'd love to see uh i'll leave you there it is quick quick page turn I hope we do wow. that. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, wow. That, is. that is approximately 10 times the size right there. <laughs> I like it. All right. So that's, that's a solid description. Uh, did you get 8.2? 8.2. 8. 8. So we got 7.8. Solid, 8. solid. 2. All right. And Corey, what'd you get? I already forgot. 7.5. 7.5. All right. Wes, bring us um, around. So I did like this episode. Um, I enjoyed how he, we went back to Phoenix Shan, how he found her, and then how kind of the, the third episode that um, we didn't love as much uh, kind of tied into this one with the, um, with like the cybernetics and the, in the experimental um, installations they put on their, their bodies. I didn't, I didn't know that was a thing. And apparently that is a thing in, at Tatooine because he went straight to that particular spot um yeah for real like that cafe so um overall um i think i'm on the same round as you guys but uh, i'm gonna say i'm not gonna give it a full eight i'm gonna give it a 7.9 very solid rating very solid rating uh so we're all kind of on the same page here i'm gonna i'm gonna bump this one up i'm gonna give this one a 9.1 i really enjoyed this episode quite a bit holy smokes um 
I noticed that on the second watch, I was actually like, I was excited to rewatch it again, which I think is is a great um, kind of indicator for me and how I like an episode. And I got to give a shout out to the director, uh, Kevin Tencharone, I believe is his name. And he hadn't done any Star Wars before. I looked at his IMDb. And I think he really did a great job with this and kind of further solidified that this series, the success of it for episode to episode is really based on director for me. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of differences depending on how they craft them. Yeah. And I thought this one was really done well. I really loved the interplay between Boba and Fennec. I think we've been hinting at it for a while. And really, sometimes I felt like we got more of it in Mandalorian than we've gotten now. Um, but I really enjoyed what they did with this one with with them. I liked the action sequences. I that they were great. I was also kind of amazed at how many things we got in this. I know we keep talking about dense episodes, but we got, like, the fire spray in motion. We got them mowing down, like, 12 or 14 speeders in one go. We got the seismic charge back. We got <laughs> fighting through an entire palace. We got new droids. We got uh, the pikes. We got Chrysanthemum fighting. Like, we got just so many cool elements. Yeah. And I yeah. thought they all Lots looked small clean. Stuff. You know, as opposed to last week. Effects. Yes! That's, that's the big thing yeah. for me, right? Like, the, the yeah. first of all, all the characters are in full gear, right? They're not CGI. Yep. yep. Right, right. I'm pretty sure the Bomar Monk, uh, I don't remember which episode that was, was stop motion. Yep, uh, yep. I think uh, uh, that was will... like the Clash of the Titans. I think that was this one. So, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. cool stuff. And they're doing such a great job integrating the practical. When they, when they do have to use CGI now, I, I think it is way, each series, I think it gets a little better and a little cleaner, especially with like using the volume and then using practicals and stuff. Yeah. Really good stuff. But let's, let's start out in this episode with a conversation that has been overtaking the internet a little bit in the, in the wake of this episode, but actually isn't a big deal as we're going to say. And that is Boba Fett's ship. So Boba Fett's ship, uh, colloquially for the last like decades and so has been known as slave one. It is now being put on merchandise and such things as either Boba Fett's ship or the fire spray, and he even says in this episode, I need to get to my fire spray gunship. And everyone was like, why can't I say slave anymore? And uh, Freddy, as the <laughs> resident as the resident Boba Fett kind of expert of, of Among Us, we were talking offline, and you mentioned how actually none of canon has changed at all because of this. No. So can we just briefly address that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, so a couple things. Uh, I, I've always wondered since I was a kid why they call it Slave One, because it's not like Boba Fett is a slave master yeah. of any sort so that really never made sense to me I, th I thought it was just a random name that they put out there uh but the one thing i do want to note is when you look at this ship right you don't say oh can i get a slave one it's that's not what it is it's a ksc fire spray that's what that's what this this vehicle is it's always been that it hasn't changed it was like that in legends <clears throat> go play star wars galaxies buy yourself that ship it's not going to be called slave one unless you name it that You've right. got to Star Wars Galaxies within the first 10 minutes of the show. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Anywhere I can put it, man. <laughs> uh, so, so it's not controversial at all. When I heard it, I was like, oh, my goodness. Finally, they're saying the actual name of yeah, the ship the fire in a Star mm -hmm. Wars episode. And that's never mm -hmm. I don't think I've heard that yet. No. So, yeah. yeah. Big fan. I, I also was thinking that, too. We had a we had a funny little conversation about that um, of like. Like this is not new. <laughs> this has been around yeah. forever. The Boba, the uh, Django Fett game too. Actually, it's called. I think it actually might be called the Fire Spray in that game. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Like, why are people so opinionated yeah. about this? This is dumb. Yeah, this I'm is dumb. Say, I mean, this, first, if, this first came up when uh, when when Lego did it. Like they yep. put uh, Boba, Boba Fett starship, Fett ship. Or whatever, yeah, which is yeah. fine. I mean, who cares? Whatever. Yeah. 
just I'm just going to say for all for all our folks out there that are, are watching and if you want to go on Twitter and write out a tweet that that somehow enforces your intense desire on needing to say the word slave and you look at your profile picture and you look at the words and you still want to press that tweet button just like think about it for a second and just know what you're doing <laughs> just a friendly little reminder that oh, maybe man. uh may save that in the drafts but the fire spray was dope we're going to get to that functionally in a little bit but earlier in the episode we get fennec back we literally get the uh flashback from mando season one and our good friend Meg Dowell actually wrote an article over on uh, Comic Book Resources, I believe, about if the sounds were the same or not, uh, if they changed the audio cues from Man of Season 1 to Book of Boba Fett, so go check that out. But we then go to this awesome, weird mod shop that we have never quite seen in Star Wars before. Really looks like something out of Cyberpunk 2077. Mm. And we had talked a little bit about either wanting a little more from the cybernetics last episode or, or that they didn't quite quite hit us in a way we wanted to with the street gang but what did you guys think about uh this this new mod guy that had you know he had the colored dreads he had like the the go-go gadget hand of surgery like mm -hmm. what did you think that about was, the vibe of this shop yeah this so guy cool, I, i'm a big fan i the bit so number one i'm very shocked we haven't seen cybernetics in a lot of star wars stuff right like we're already talking about it brain chips etc uh, the second that that I can do cybernetics for my body, I'll probably do it. Hanging out with those guys. Uh, you heard it here first. Seen it. <laughs> you heard it here first. I want a super battle droid hand, just like that guy. <laughs> see, see, now we're now we're getting to it. We get this, and also for a fun fact, this guy, his character name is Modifier, and he was played by Thundercat, who is yeah. a composer. Uh, on the Venom Let There Be Carnage soundtrack. So all of this oh, nice. works together in the same vibe. He actually played the bass for uh, Kendrick Lamar, I think. Oh <laughs> I love that. This, That's awesome. This hand that he has different like attachments for his arm is very Star Wars. It's very like yeah. torture yeah. droid from uh, yeah. episode yeah. four with all the little devices yeah. that are on it. Charles and yeah. Corey, how, how badly do you want this for your work? Oh my God! Listen, oh my God! Listen, I have to say, I don't know if this was the this was like just the doctor in me, right? Because I because I me mean, Charles, we know about medicine in real life and and shit, right? <laughs> but I I gotta say, there's been like one thing in every single episode that's really kept me from taking the episode to like a nine, except for that train episode. This scene was kind of it for me, guys. Oh, sure. Like I'll be, play yeah. devil's advocate a little bit. I really didn't like this. At, like by first watch through, I was like, oh, God. it just felt very like sci-fi tv channel like you know the like the sci-fi oh, okay. shows sure. it, like yeah. The, i like yeah the practical effects were just like a little too i don't know fan fiction quality i guess the medicine doesn't make any damn sense whatsoever like i mean I, you know i mean okay I, i'm complaining about medicine in a freaking space wizard yeah okay i get that sure but like you know, this is up there for like this is up there for me as as medically unrealistic as like like Darth Maul is alive, right? Like in getting <laughs> yeah, right. cut in half, and and now he's like 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 so I was just like, what are they replacing like her organs and shit with pipes and stuff? And like it, it kind of bothered me. It, it sort of took me out a little bit, which was annoying. But I will say there were some things I liked. It I loved the modifier. He was such a cool character. I would love mm -hmm. to get more about him in some more expanded universe stuff. Um, you know, <laughs> Jacob just said in the chat that you wouldn't download a car music would have fit perfectly in this scene. Oh, oh my, my God. God. 
That I, is so true. Know, the music you know was do? incredible. I love. I want to visit. I want to visit this guy's shop in a video game. I want to like go in. That's yeah, that's yeah. how you upgrade yourself. He'd be like, yeah. "Hey, modifier. Yeah. You're, too, you're like, too old to be here." Yeah. So, <laughs> exactly. So I agree with. Corey, the first time that I watched this, it did take me out of it. And there was one shot in particular that really took me out of it. When they pump in the fluids into her abdomen, there's two pipes. One has blue liquid and one has red. And you just know that was like the classic oxygenated versus deoxygenated yeah. blood. And I was like, come on, guys, come on. But, um, yeah. but actually... So we're taking her blood out? That's what we're doing? Are we replacing it with, with hydraulic fluid? No, that's cool. I guess All right, so. we, I don't we can know. do that. But uh, She's an oil change every time. It was this. It was this. It was I was this. like, this is everything I hate uh, that people think is real. But yeah, that's right. okay. <laughs> um, you know, uh, this looked like more of a place where I'd want to get a tattoo than my entire gut replaced. But besides <laughs> that... Why not both, I did, Charles? I did really like the modifier. Um, and when I kind of stepped back a little bit, I was like, you know what? I like that we're doing some more out-of-the-box weird stuff because, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. the weird stuff yeah, that's too. been done in Star Wars is, like, not the only weird stuff we can do. Like, we should be pushing boundaries. We should be seeing, you know, e even more kind of strange, unique things brought in because yeah. that's how it was when it hit the screen in 77, man. Exactly. All that stuff was so wild. Like, why aren't we still pushing pushing the limit on that and i think they did yeah but episode. i mean the, the other thing i'll say too is that my biggest problem with this whole concept period is that we're on tatooine like this doesn't make sense on tatooine like the poor desert planet like it would make sense if we were on like coruscant or something like that that has the city yeah. cyberpunk yeah. you know vibe but like I like I, I, like I feel that. Yeah, yeah it's it's tattoo like like would it have made sense if we saw in the films when luke lost his hands that he went back to tatooine to hit the surgery done like no that wouldn't have made any damn sense right he was on this advanced like medical ship right mm -hmm. so i don't know it, it still bothers me but I, I like that we're pushing the weirdness i'm all for yeah. trying bringing new stuff new stuff to star wars yeah. um but you know yeah i wonder it's, it's interesting for me because like, i think sometimes why it worked for me too all, all that stuff is actually fascinating to hear and i think a lot of people absolutely agree that you balance the weird but also do we stretch credibility with previously established yeah. tatooine stuff mm -hmm. and for me sure. it reminded me that in some sci-fi stuff i i feel like in either impoverished communities or uh, like communities where there's like this fascist government and people are like hiding. There is a lot of emphasis on like body modification or weapon modification. Cause it's like, I, right. I don't have the money to do this stuff. So I will spend it on flair or like you see it sometimes like mm -hmm. impoverished communities in, in the world we have now that like, there's a lot of body shops and it's like cars yeah. are the huge thing. So I think, I feel like they're treating their body as the car in my mind as I was yeah, watching this. And thought. I thought that was like, interesting thing and i'm i overall i i thought that the people's handing or hanging around the mod shop looked better than the main characters from last week um yeah. we're fine yeah, i gotta I so. they're gonna come back um <laughs> but overall i do find it interesting that i i did not have cybernetic humans on my bingo card for this show and they seem <laughs> no, to be now coming back i love this yeah guy. oh yeah this guy with the eyes man the I, eyes. Love that. And I love that and you know i'll, I'll reiterate again like i loved that dude from the last episode too, the one that called in that the pikes were. Oh were yeah, coming yeah, in. yeah, he was like, he was like, keep your eye on it or whatever. And he's like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> he's, he's just like, it's cool, man. It's cool, man. I, I'm proud of this. You know, I paid yeah, I pay a lot for it. I eye. like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's cool. I love these characters. It's very interesting yeah. and unique. But again, we're on Tatooine. I just don't know if it works here. So. Yeah. Oh, and one thing uh, in that mail shop of I, I can't find the picture right now, but Ming Na Wen's uh, son makes an appearance in this episode. He is uh Oh yeah, yeah, a, I saw he's that. He's in a jacket and a tie as they're walking in. Um mm -hmm. so look that up. He's uh 
which I think is great because if take your child to work day always kind of sucked, but if your mom is Fennec Shand, <laughs> in uh, Star I guess Wars, pretty cool. <laughs> oh man, that's for- so did, it, did anyone else think that maybe they should have like asked Fennec if she wanted an entire metallic gut before they did that? I mean, no, I don't know. she was like, she was no. unconscious, right? Yeah, she was she 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 no choice. But, but listen, listen, Charles Bobo was her power of attorney. Up, all right, that's just how it works. Clearly, I don't know if the Good Samaritan rule stretches quite that far, but maybe I'll tattoo. I was hey, thinking, bro, she, have a, she have a DNR. She got DNR on that wrist. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking the entire time she was going to wake up during that surgery, right, and not like when she was done. Did they use anesthesia? Maybe they with the I like, shit wasn't I like that, <laughs> I like that they finished major surgery and then he just took her and laid her down next to a campfire out in the yeah, dirt. Some dirt, right? <laughs> <laughs> good. You good. Oh, yeah. She's like, "What, what? the hell did you do to me? I'm a robot." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, listen, I saved your life." He's like, he's like, "Yeah, but this is not the way I wanted to live. I have a DNR. What are you doing, bro?" It's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry." <laughs> I can't. Well, what did you do to me? You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> a lot guess. of complaining. But since we're talking about her guts, let's talk about what she uses those guts to do. Fennec Shand, finally, after three episodes of asking for it, she gets her. Hold on. Here we go. Fennec Shand, right here, gets her moment to shine. Also, look at the hair detail on this Funko. I was just blown oh, man, away when nice. I got it. It's amazing. Oh. Um, Fennec Shand gets her episode to show why she's the master assassin. Uh, she gets her little like seventh sister meets darth maul mini seeker droids uh to seek out the entirety of Jabba's palace and then mm-hmm. she goes in leads boba in like uses the acid crayon from spy kids to so open cool. up a drain and decapitate droids and then she takes yep. her rifle and no scopes like 30 guards before mm-hmm. doing a wwe kickflip on the on the <laughs> fire spray and then getting in and shooting off a weight and she kills the sarlacc um dude yeah. dude good episode fantastic. for a girl fennec <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely there's so much cool stuff uh in this one a big fan of the uh big fan of the my favorite part of this entire scene by far was a little drone that she that she sent through java's palace yeah. like i was having yeah. major yeah, was cool. and that that, 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 that map, map i was having major, major zephos uh what was it zephos yeah the planet from Zepho, uh, yeah. Jedi, yeah. Z- Jedi in order like it looked like this map, this map, the navigating stuff. I loved. That was so badass. I loved that. You yeah, know, there, there is, it is. There was an interesting part in in the uh, in this episode. So that little thing, right? It's when they were looking at the at the video, the Arbesh on the top. I think it says mm-hmm. ghost. And then the second oh. it starts to enter the building, it starts scrambling the letters. Like it, it's it's like basically being uh, uh, it's scrambling its code. I guess I don't know what it's doing. Huh. I don't know. I don't know how this world works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tech and stuff, and it make makes them happen. Yeah, it, super cool. It, it was it's funny because you know I think a lot of the uh, pre Star Wars, pre Disney Plus, a lot of the cool Marvel Netflix shows, they always had their episode of the hallway fight, right? Where you're like, there's we're gonna plan an infiltration. Like Daredevil had had one each season where you go in and you just fight a bunch of guys. And when they were making up the map with like the ping 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 ping, ping all these guys, I'm like, oh my god, is this just gonna be? a giant hallway fight and i liked what they did instead i liked the little infiltration bits mm-hmm. uh i liked that they they mixed the comedy like we got the droid the Jabba's palace droid that checks him in uh i like that he was still working he's in the kitchen now i guess <laughs> he's been demoted and then we had uh general grievous with the knives uh which was very fun that fennec absolutely just killed and then of course the little droid that just uh literally killed himself 
because he was so afraid of Boba Fett. I thought that was dark and also one of the funniest things I've seen in this entire show. So turned himself off. What was that? No, what was that droid from? What is this droid from? He, is that he's Clone from, Wars? Uh, he was. Remember the Clone Wars? I think it was with the bombs. He was helping. Uh, who was that? I I, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I do Clone yes Wars. I do remember. It was like the now. virus the virus episode I think the blue think shadow so. virus is it yes, that one that one yeah and and he's carrying little... around the, the bomb or doing something yeah the rat catcher yeah. sorry that's that's what he's called on he he they call the rat catcher <laughs> call him the rat catcher net. oh no <laughs> oh my god I I just loved that whole scene and the and the fact that. You know, we pl you play with the comedy and Boa Fett's like just swinging a gaffy stick, hitting pots and pans, but it was still like a little threatening. And then, of course, the, the fight all around the ship was, I think, just really immaculately well choreographed. I mean, that is a ton of extras. It's a ton of guys, all, as you said, Freddie, really well make up, really well masked up. Uh, I mean, I thought that just Fennec being able to take them all down from from bit to bit while Boba's figuring out the ship and trying to like, you know, when you get out of that parallel parking space and you're just trying to go back and forth to an 18 point turn and he just keeps hitting the wall. <laughs> and I was just like, I thought it was just a great, a great use of the comedy mixed with the intensity, which I think was missing last episode with the chase. It was too much comedy that took away from the danger. Whereas this, I thought had some comedy, but was still a really well executed fight scene, you know? You know, that the funny part is, is there's always been like a trope of like, how does Boba Fett see anything when he takes off? Right. Because he's facing up. Mm -hmm. And in this one, he's right. like, I can't see anything. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> no, we get it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Fennec, you need to do it. And then, I mean, hitting the, the weight and then flying off was great. I also thought that every time the ship was flying around, I thought it looked excellent. And I had them, yeah. a couple moments where I'm like, this is a TV show. Like, they, like right after this, when the fire spray came down and was firing on the on the biker gang, the Sons of Anarchy Nikdos. Yeah. Like those that the speed, the angles like that, that looks like a film quality easily. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, that is an expensive shot to do. I just loved everything about them. And of course, let's then move to the biggest part of the fire spray. We got to see our buddy, the Sarlacc again, <laughs> uh, which, again, is a little worrisome. Sarlacc's very dangerous, still definitely alive. How did you guys like seeing, one, the Sarlacc again? Because it did reinforce the the updated special edition thing with the mouth that uh, is controversial on the Blu-rays instead of just the teeth. How did you like seeing that in a more practical way where it was literally like grabbing and pulling, uh, trying to pull the entire ship in? It was a cool moment. It felt kind of like a horror film to me when they started hovering over it you know, looking down into the mouth of the Sarlacc and you're just waiting, right? Like, you know, this thing is still alive. Like, you know, yeah. it's going to grab the, the ship at any moment. <laughs> and uh, and I felt like it it felt threatening because the Sarlacc is kind of jokey in a little way, right? Like it burps in the original trilogy yep. and stuff. Like it, It's always been a little jokey, but this did a, a nice job of like reminding us, I think like, hey, this thing's like, this is dangerous. This thing is no joke. Yeah, imagine Boba getting caught twice by the Sarlacc. That would have been such a bad story for him. Oh, but I do have a question. Why does he think the armor's in the Sarlacc? Because, like, does he not remember escaping in the armor? So that's the thing, right? I think he doesn't remember. Yeah. I personally feel like he was in such trauma. He he passed out. I don't think he remembers the jaw was taking his armor. Yeah. I don't think he remembers much of what happened. He which, just remembered Which I helps escaped. us, and that yeah. helps us with the whole, I know some people have, like, Shouted online 
about like why didn't he go for his armor already right like i guess he really doesn't know where it's at yeah i think there's also a chance that i mean the jawas took it off him as he was unconscious even if he does unlock the memory of getting out then he knows when he woke up he was with the the he's with the tuscans and his armor was off so i think maybe he's like maybe they took it off me and the sarlacc may have taken it back i mean if it's alive it may have just gone back into the pit so Either way, the I think the last the last time he saw it or felt it, that's where it was. Yeah. So, I like that idea, and I I love, I mean, getting getting the seismic charge back. I know for us prequel babies and stuff, it is such a visceral thing hearing that sound when they put it in Mando Whoa. season two. It was one of the greatest <laughs> moments of the entire season. But Fennec literally like going to this button. What's this button? And almost falling down, and then you just see it come out, and then just kind of clink clink and the second it opened up we all knew exactly what was coming and i'm like oh my god what a great way to set that up visually uh because they know how much we just want to hear that sound effect and i i loved seeing it under the sand that was a really cool effect yeah Yeah. the first time that they used the seismic charge in uh in mando Mm -hmm. when it came out of the fire spray was like that stand up and cheer moment this one was cool because i've always felt like the seismic charge was the sound is the best part Right, but the actual, like the visual of it is really cool as well. But seeing Mm, it underground, yeah, thank you for pulling this up. Seeing it underground and just seeing the shockwave expand and knowing what's going on under the surface was like a fun kind of new way to experience it. Also, I love that everyone's pointing out Boba's uh, ship's backlights here look like a like an annoyed face it's like mm, yeah. it's an emoji Meh. oh my god sure about charge? Meh. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was cool and of course all this stuff happens in the present uh boba then he gets acid burned it's all i mean bless his heart now we know why he was in back for so long because dude just walked into a sarlacc um to find his stuff uh i do wish he would have found like i don't know like a prepaid gift card or something in there but he does then come out of the back to tank in this episode and they say hey boss you're you're fully healed he also looks great i mean tam your skincare routine gorgeous dude is getting old and he looks beautiful um but what do you what do you think now we've been four episodes in with this kind of conceit of we're mostly flashback we're a little present flashback present but now that he's fully healed do you think we're all done going into the past timeline which also might mean we're done with Tuscans and stuff like that. So that's that's pretty interesting because in that scene, he's you know she talks about the emotional scars, and mm-hmm. he basically says those take those take longer. So in a way, it could be like, well, he knows that those are there, and he's going to work on those. We're not going to see them anymore because it's mm-hmm. going to take a long time, or we're going to continue to see that through the entire scene until the very moment he unlocks a certain memory and becomes an absolute animal. You know. I, it's hard yeah. to say. It's hard to say what's going to happen. He he's starting a war. That's yeah. all I know. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's, it's always there. Too. It's always there for backup, right? So if he gets hurt, he's got this giant back to tank where he can go in and, and heal his bones or or heal his. Yeah. You know, he may get a sunburn in, in the next day, and he needs to go in there for ten minutes. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or his buddies. I mean, last last episode when the Gamorrean got hurt, he said, "Take him to my back to tank." Yeah. Right. Which I, which was oh. also a total bro thing to do. He's like, I'm yeah, like, hey, I love yeah. to work. The medical is great for Boba. Only one of you can be hurt at a time. But if you are hurt, <laughs> you can use a medical grade back to tank, which I think is very helpful. Uh, but I, I thought it was interesting if we're done, or at least minimalizing flashbacks. Like you say, Freddie, the emotional scars, we talk about them. I think there's a possibility of him having just straight up dreams. 
and going back to that, uh, that are just like in a, I'm sure, languished, satin sheeted bed or something. <laughs> um, but as far as half an episode being dedicated to flashbacks, as as I think the best, the better ones have with this in episode two, I think those might be done for the last three, which I do agree is better for the show if the war is now here. If the pikes are here and we're building up the muscle, I think that we do need every minute in the present we can get to build up that team, get ready for the fight, and have the fight. Because that does seem where we're going. And speaking of that team, we did get to alleviate one of our worries from last week. We were worried that one of our favorite characters, one of our favorite uh, cameos, which is not not so much a cameo, of Black Chrysanthemum, was used and discarded last week uh, after he ran away so gracefully like a baby deer uh, (laughs) after he was released from Boba Fett. But this episode, we see him just, I mean, man-spreading like you wouldn't believe, wasted looking at Trandoshans. <laughs> what a marvelous way to bring him in. I loved Garza trying to talk him down. I, I thought that whole scene was really fun. I thought the, the mask work was very good. But then he did join the crew. We got Black Rissant in here, living his best life. What did you guys think about, one, bringing Rissant in this way again? Did it feel like they were trying to course correct, or did it seem to make sense to you? And also... What did you think about him joining Boba so soon to be at that meeting by the end? Uh, I mean, like like you guys brought up when we were in in Asheville last week, uh, Charles. You know, you talked about how we were rolling back things and like you seem to make plot points not matter. Like, why are we doing this now and not like last episode? I don't know. Seems <laughs> unnecessary. I, mm-hmm. I was really happy because because I know I said. Yeah, I felt like we were kind of walking some plot points back. I was stoked when he was back on the screen, dude. I like gave a little cheer. <laughs> I really like this character. And I and I think that it did a good job of probably further establishing this character for people who don't know him from the comics. Yeah. Because like some people were watching this and thinking Garza would, like was going to talk to him and he was going to put that poor little Trandoshan down, you know, and, and walk yeah. away. And He's a hero, the, right? Yeah, but the <laughs> fact that he just ripped the dude's arm off, like tossed, it, it was the Han Solo moment of flipping a coin to the bartender. Yes! Right? And, and Sorry walking about the mess. Out. Yeah, and, and that right there, just as it does with establishing Han's character, that establishes Black Crescent moving forward. This dude is just a savage, and I cannot wait to see him unleashed on the rest yeah. of the crime syndicates. Like the Charles, whole time, I, I, the whole time uh, he was holding up this Transocean, he was holding him by the arms, and every one of us were true. like, "When is he going to rip no, those arms off?" Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry to say, there's an article just came out from Screen Rant. Uh, there's actually been already a reshoot done where we're gonna see the Transocean pull his arm off first, uh, and Chris Antin is gonna pull it off second to make him a hero. So, sorry, that is the updated uh, special edition of Book of Boba Fett uh, confirmed. But yeah, I. I loved I loved him that way. And Caroline in the chat brings up a great point. Can we just talk about how good he looks? Yeah. We don't get as many up-close things of Chewie. And when we do, it's always like, you know, mouth open. We love Chewie. We love seeing him. But it's not quite as animated. Like, Chrysanthemum does almost look animated. That's a great point, it's Caroline. It's the like, eyes. It's the eyes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's facial. His eyebrows and his, his, like, his whole face you can see as he's considering what Garz is saying, especially in that scene. Like, yeah, like, this is really, really solid animation like this is if cats was good you know <laughs> oh no oh no <laughs> you know yeah. so carrie carrie jones he's he's the actor uh that played black chrysanthemum and you could see the physicality of his of his acting right just he he he's an absolute warrior when he just 
comes out with his <laughs> his what are they the the vibro knucklers? I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, oh, like I, love that term. I love that term. Vibro knucklers. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I just looked up this dude. Carrie Jones. Yeah, you said he is actually this makes total sense. He's a makeup artist. He has been the special effects makeup crew on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh Lovecraft Country, Watchmen, like dude has been in special effects makeup for his entire thing. So if he's gonna be Black Chrysanthemum, no wonder it looks good. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like you know, hey, I'm I'm not gonna Look do this. That. Like that eyebrow raise is so effective and so and so cool because I think that it makes him not just another random Wookie, right? Not just yeah. another yeah. random piece of muscle. So when we bring him in in these last three episodes, we respect him. And when we saw him in the meeting at the end, which I want to talk about in a second, he had something to say the whole time even if he wasn't doing any kind of you know verbalized acting i loved him just being there but let's but let's jump into that as well because we we had seen this table scene that we see at the end of the episode in like the first trailers we had seen it for a while we knew that we were getting this back we knew that we were gonna see eventually a meeting of the crime lords robbie rodriguez did at one point say oh yeah it's all in the first half of the first episode which was a lie <laughs> but we now finally got this meeting of the three families that were very Godfather-esque, very typical of, you know, your classic crime stories, very Scorsese and all that. Yeah. What did you guys think about Boba finally sitting down with these guys? How would you like how this scene worked out? And also, how exciting is it that I think we're now out of trailer clips, period? Yeah. Uh, big fan of the Rancor in that scene. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like almost forgot about the Rancor <laughs> until I know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's hungry. I'm gonna give him half a baby back rib. Yeah. There you go. Like that's the same with the Bantha. He was like the Bantha was the Bantha has got to be what thousands and thousands of pounds. He's like, do you oh, want this you one chicken thigh? That wouldn't <laughs> that wouldn't help me out for a for a meal. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Big fan of that. I love that. I love that uh, the Rancor was brought in. He was like. Uh, like, why should we trust you? And Rancor's like, Ugh! it's like, that's why. Yeah. No, that was, <laughs> oh, have was, a seat. Have a seat. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was, um, that kind of ties into something from earlier. I know now we know Boba Fett is fully healed. Right. And I had said in a past episode that I was hoping that maybe we wouldn't see that and we would need to see Boba use his smarts. Well, he's fully healed, but he's still using his smarts. He's still yeah. doing like the gangster thing. Right. Like, yeah, it was the biggest flex and just like smart move in the world to have their dinner table set on like the trap yeah. door that the rancor is is underneath like that was the kind of stuff that i was hoping to see boba fett do and the way that he didn't uh like initiate a war with these other families just because they won't fight for him but just trying to strike that deal to stay out of his way more or less like all of that was like exactly the stuff out of a gangster movie that i wanted like the only thing that didn't happen was I wanted, I wanted a real Godfather moment. I wanted Black Crescent to like stab someone's hand to get it stuck to the table if they like talk back. <laughs> I mean, you know the the other thing episodes. about that 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 scene, which kind of shows Boba's prowess and and how smart he actually is, is he could have been sitting in his throne right and have everybody come for dinner, but he decided to sit along with them. Because yeah, do you want? Right. Do you really yeah. think that Jabba? Would be doing that, right? Do you really think that he'd be sitting with, too small. with those guys? No, <laughs> can't do <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> so you know, he's like, "I'm on your level," but also, you know, I got a rancor just right underneath you. Yeah, <laughs> kind of super flex. 
Yeah, and, and I did love the idea that he's sitting there and, and his proposal, which which he gives, is not join me or I'm feeding you to the Rancor. It was, hey, fight with me. But if you're not, listen, man, I get it. I'm a chill. I'm a cool dad. Uh, just <laughs> don't stab me in the back. Like, it's the, yeah, the, yeah. the bar for crime bosses. But I think that is so low, but it also gives him so much respect from them. And I did enjoy how each faction was a bit different, how they each re- reacted in a different way. And Boba kind of going in, I truly did buy from Tem's performance that he would have taken either answer. And I don't think he was intentionally giving them a bad deal or intentionally saying, giving them to say no. But he kept his cool and he was calm and collected. And because of the flashback, knowing his purpose for this house is only to make sure that his fellow bounty hunters and people don't get abused. Like, he doesn't want absolute power. He doesn't want their territories earnestly. He just wants safety and security for people in his line of work. I'm but like, your oh. new empire. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Your new empire. Yeah. I I thought he was great in it. And I really, as he was saying it, I'm like, that's a pretty good deal. Like, I get that. I take that deal. And I mm-hmm. think it's smart to not overly complicate it with the syndicates as well. Or the other crime lords. Do we think lords. they're all going to stay out of it for real? I do. I, I okay. honestly do at this point. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's already pretty busy. So, like, just from a story standpoint, I could see them actually all yeah. staying out of it. But I yeah. also, I wouldn't mind seeing someone stab him in the back and he has to, like, smack him down and look at the other two and be like, listen, guys, <laughs> we had dinner. This, yeah. Although, Brandon makes a great we point in the chat. Bread. Very interesting that the spread at the dinner is significantly less impressive than Boba's like brunch that he had last week. <laughs> well, he was he didn't get really food. pissed off by that. I mean, he was like, this is too much food. Get this out of my face. So, you know, so I get good. it. You want a second glass of wine? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, Trandoshan. Are you paying for it? It's a it's a one drink maximum. <laughs> I do. Sorry. I do have, have a question. <laughs> which yeah. um which which species is this? <clears throat> yeah, I was going to ask that too. Oh, that's the, the guys that's dude. the guys from Mando that isn't it that raided the village with the blue shrimp? Oh yeah, it is the. It I can't is remember the, their name. Okay, is that, yeah, yeah, you know, you know. Okay, That's so this good. it crossed my mind the, that this was this was the the lion from the Wizard of Oz. This is what this guy is. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it does look. Like it. It sure oh is now. God. Doesn't it? Doesn't it look like? Oh man, I, I'm sorry. I'm bringing this up, guys. Uh, it just reminds me of that character from Star Trek without the ears. Yeah, work. I've yeah. never seen a Star Trek. <laughs> I, know you're, I know you're talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh, the guy I got with the it. teeth in the ears. A, this yeah, quark is right. <laughs> two fun facts. One, it's a Klatuinian. There it is. Okay. There and is, two, that Klatuinian is played by Phil Lamar, who no, is a voice not. actor that is yeah, yeah. Kit oh, Fisto wow. on the Clone Wars. Yeah, that's Phil Lamar. I totally it's don't so, see it. <laughs> yeah, because he's wearing a giant prosthetic. Doesn't. <laughs> Doesn't he play another character in here too, Phil Lamar? Uh, I think so. Uh, probably. But yeah, I Phil thought Lamar, Phil Lamar played. Um, well he also played what? Um, uh, who's um? It's great content. Yeah, I know. Isn't sorry about that. Futurama. He probably is. Um, yeah, Family Guy. He's been on all of them. <laughs> he's also on Star Trek Lower Decks. There you go, Freddie. I, 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 I thought he. I thought he sat in for Jar Jar Binks on an episode in. In Clone Wars, or I believe he did. Yeah, I believe he did. <laughs> but also, speaking of Philomar, great job. Uh, maybe he'll play another character because y'all. While we may not get the Klatuinian back, we may not get the Trandoshans back. We are getting Muscle back. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, we literally, we literally get to hear our favorite theme yeah. of the. Man- 
Mandalorian. At the was... end. Is, is Din Djarin coming to this show? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah talk sure. about it. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think it's going to be Din. I mean, there was That'd some talk about, there was talk about Ahsoka online. There was talk about um, Bo-Katan. And I'm like, I, I would did, be shocked if they did anybody besides Din, personally. Yeah. You think did that's you only catch the, the music at the very, very end? It was the same music that we heard when we were hanging out with Solo and Kira. Whoa. Freddy. I didn't yeah. catch that. Freddy. Yeah. Listen to the very end. You'll hear, you'll hear like that, that, what is it? The Crimson Dawn sound? Yeah. No way. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. want to watch the very I, end? If they sure. do that. Uh, yeah, I do. If they I do, do yeah, that. Let's see it. 10. Right. It's in there. It's, as long as sound is in there. Sound is in there. Yeah, I hear it. Do you trust them? I trust them to work in their own self-interest. My deal is a lot better than what the Syndicate would offer. They may be stubborn, but they are not foolish enough to see that the Pikes would eventually take over the whole planet. Either way, we must prepare for war. How much treasure do we have in reserve? I have plenty of credits. What I'm short on is muscle. Credits. We got plenty of money, bro. <laughs> if you know where to look. So there you right, hear that's, the, that's there Mando. Is, yeah. Definitely Mando. That's definitely so. Uh, okay, I'm gonna have to find it, guys. But dirt for sure, Crimson Dawn music is there. I heard it, and it was pretty scary. I was like, "Uh oh." Nice. <laughs> okay, interesting. Well, who's, right, uh, who's okay. the last people? Because we don't know exactly how Mando's gonna come in. Is we don't know the right. full timeline, right? But the last right. time we saw Mando, he's with a whole squad, right? Like he just yeah, he handed is. over Grogu. He was with Bo-Katan. He was mm -hmm. with some of the other Mandalorians right uh who else was there like is is it just going to be that whole crew kind of picking up where they like left Costa off reeves and, Ak axe woves like yeah like are it, we get, do you think we're going to see all of them or do they somehow just get uh din I, I, well it's interesting because we know mm. we don't have the the fallout from the dark saber right what if they what if they come in and din is a dark saber and the whole show is bo-katan just like side-eyeing and being like yeah we're here to help <laughs> wish i had a dark saber i uh, have other things to look for <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think bring bringing Bo-Katan in. While I want it to happen, uh, not only for a lot of people on our team that want that to happen more than anything, but I, I do think that with giving the specific shot at the end of Mando season two, where she's looking at the dark saber like with intention, I think that that story, without it being expressed, I think it'd be odd to see them both. I mean, I'm sure they could do it, but that, mm -hmm. I think they're just gonna bring in din and then maybe other folks but let's be clear if all of a sudden we look in the sky and there's din jar and bo-katan axe and cross reeves coming in with oh, jetpacks and landing being goodness. like hey i owe you a debt thanks for helping me in season two of my show like <laughs> hell yeah well not to, make this, uh, not to make this about mando right because this show is about boba fett but you do wonder too what's his motivation to join up is yeah. it just paying back like a debt or is it you know yeah. we don't know what his 
real goal is going to be like moving forward. Like that's not entirely clear. Yeah. So it's interesting. He was trying to find the Mandalorians, right? So maybe it is just a debt. Like, yeah. Yeah. did he square up with Boba? Because Boba, they got the armor back. Right. But I mean, it's honestly, it's been so it's been so long since I've seen Mandalorian season two. We've had so much Star Wars since then. Right. Like I almost forget where they were. And honestly, if they hadn't had the music cue, I don't think I would have thought about Din. I don't think I would have assumed it, but it's I so agree. specific. Yeah. Uh, it gave me chills, man. I oh, yeah. I was wondering if, like, did y'all catch that? Apparently, that was, like, every the thing that everybody caught. So yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure yeah. everybody saw or heard that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a great, I thought it was a great pull. And I do, uh, it's interesting because we always say managing expectations. We don't bet, we are not about speculation a lot. But when you end an episode with something this intense and this specific about Din Djarin, I really hope that next episode we find out who it's going to be and they don't try to wait till like the second to last or something because like dude you're 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 throwing up the alley-oop and if it just falls to the ground and then you have to do an inbound pass like that would suck <laughs> um so i'm hoping i'm hoping that they do it well um i have no no doubt that they will honestly but i do, I do hope that next week we start to bring the team together and we get a full Episode five, six, and seven with a, yeah. a team of enforcers fighting against the Pikes. This is definitely like a setup episode for the next three, and we've all been waiting. Like, well, we we'll keep going to flashbacks. We only have th- what three episodes left, so this is we have yeah, yeah. six and seven. We're so four they, out of seven, yeah. yeah. So this is where they're gonna have, give us some of the meat, and maybe they were saving some money for you know these last three that they didn't put into the third episode. One. Uh, as I try, oh, yeah. I mean, this was an expensive episode. Episode yeah, two is an sure. expensive episode. We're gonna see him riding a rancor, guys. Like, right. that's true. they money. set that up. We? Yeah, they set if, it up. I mean, if they don't do that, that's gonna be real stupid. They built the puppet. <laughs> like, like the puppet is is a real thing. Yeah, that's so, happening. So, point of correction, guys. Uh, if you listen to Boba Fett's theme song, it's the same exact song as Crimson Dawn. Oh, yeah. so it's not. Yeah, interesting. It, it, I'll I'll send you guys a link. Maybe we'll put it in our Discord. Uh, yeah. If you give us ten do- ten more dollars a month, I might send it to you personally. <laughs> well, there you there go, go Freddie. <laughs> we lay it all out. Oh, but I mean, it uh, overall, all like all these things, it, like as we're talking about, it, I'm like, there's so much that really happened in this, and I think for a show that in its totality, I think will read very interestingly. It's gonna be cool to see how all this stuff affects it going forward. And I really do feel like we've hit the, the crest of the mountain and now it's all momentum here on out. Like we know now, we talked last week, who's the who's the enemy? Who's the big bad? The Pikes. All right, we're all yes. in the present. Black Persantin is on the team. We're calling in the Mandalorian. Like we are, we are building an army now for war. The Tuscan plotline established who he was and why he wanted a tribe. We got that down. We got this down. So I think that, Going forward, I'm really excited for all this. And and on another note, last week, Tamir Morrison and Fennec Shand, like, or well, Tamir Morrison and Ming Na Wen, uh, she she is her character, did have to do this dumb thing where they're on the interview circuit, are like, hey everyone, just like wait, it'll get good. And listen, we're all speculating, we're all doing stuff. Don't directly tag actors and say you don't like the things they're in. Even if you don't like the episodes or like, when is your show going to get good? Like that, they shouldn't have to do that. So yeah. I, I'm hoping that they don't have to feel the need to do that after this episode. Oh, but guys, as I, we figure, wait, uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say this, this goes back to like Clone Wars stuff 
people people love hating they love hating on it and they then do. it gets good and then they start they stop hating and the haters go away and you're like where did where did everyone go i know you're still here <laughs> <laughs> i know you're still you like this stuff the boba fett show uh i mean in this and like you said Frey at the top this episode checked so many great boba fett boxes we got this shit we got the fighting we got the crime lords we got, got the, the rancor we got the wookie <laughs> we got the seismic charges uh a lot of great stuff coming up for the next week. Guys, any final thoughts now as we look ahead towards next week and the last three episodes of the Book of Boba Fett? So when I after I had watched this episode for the second time, firstly, I didn't even think about him looking for his ship. Like, that would be a yeah. thing for him to be searching for. But that was like when his main concern was getting his ship back. Second yep. um, was I was trying to figure out how many days Return of the Jedi was like. From when it started to when it ended, it's like what four or five days or something like that. So, mm-hmm. so there's four or five days from when he got eaten by the sarlacc and then came out. Probably you know six hours later, and then the time that this whole thing, like this, is going on right now, where he is is helping Finnick Shan or Mando is is doing his seasons. Is they're on Endor. They're on indoor right now. So this whole thing is going on. You're, and I don't think about that whenever, whenever we're going through this. So that whole flashback, they're on indoor right now. So that's kind you know of a thing happening? to keep keep in the There's back of your weird, mind. There is a weird what? comment I think in this episode about like years. Or yeah, something. that that Bobo was in the Tuscans for years. Yes. Wasn't he with them for like five years or something yeah, like they, that? They said he was them with multiple years, and that shocked me. Yeah, because it didn't feel like that. Because I had agreed. I was like, oh, it's yeah. all happening right yeah, the now. Time and was, then, the time was that, weird. That was the know. first time they'd established that, though. Yeah. 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 It's again, again, I'm feeling, I'm feeling those pains that I felt with the sequel trilogy <laughs> of changing directors so much with that. It doesn't feel like there's that great of a cohesive story between these things. And they're missing those kind of details because I think everybody is very confused about the timeline. I mean, even us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know how long it's been. Yeah. I don't know how long it's been. Well, well, I want to say one one other final thought thing uh, from my standpoint is I think this this episode challenged me in a good way to use some of the stuff that we preach here at Utini about like finding the things about it that you like, et cetera, et cetera, uh, not setting up too many expectations and then being upset when those things don't happen, right? Like specifically the whole Boba Fett thing needing the back to like not being the the warrior he was before i really liked the idea of that story and they're not going that way he's fully healed he's going to be full-on boba fett yep, and uh yep. and and that's fine like i i had like a moment where i was like oh that would have been cool and then i was like but now i get to see boba fett like at full strength again mm-hmm. you know so yeah trying to trying to not get upset about the things you want to see or the things you were hoping to see and all that and just accepting the show as it is and as it comes and i want to say that Mando episodes, plenty of them came out and we were giving them sevens and things, right? But when you look back at Mando season one and season two, it's a phenomenal show. And so who's to say that we don't get three just firecracker episodes here of a crime syndicate war on the streets of Tatooine. And we come out of it just absolutely looking back on this super fondly. I think that's honestly pretty highly likely so Mm -hmm. uh, i just want to encourage people even if you don't like all the little individual things even if you come out of episodes like ep3 like we did not loving it like don't don't get too down yet right like just take the show as it Mm -hmm. comes and i really think we're going to come out of this loving it manage your expectations 
Yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Uh, before we get it out of here, Freddie, first of all, thank you for coming on this morning. We'd love to, to have to you bed after you. this. Back to sleep. <laughs> uh, but before you do, if there are some of our viewers that uh, haven't checked out Legends Look Back yet, uh, briefly tell folks why they should watch Legends Look Back. And do you, what do you guys got coming up? What did you do last yeah. week? What do you got coming up this week? Yeah, so so uh, last week we went over basically a lot of the news and new content that's coming out for Legends, believe it or not. New books being dropped. You've got the uh, Essential Legends collection uh, being dropped as well. Comic, Omnibuy, tons of them. Uh, and this week, uh, actually, we're going to be doing our Rule of Two roundtable. So Ooh, get ready, guys. The best nice. cover yeah. ever. <laughs> <Let's go. laughs> it's been redone. Uh, it's been but, remade. Yeah. But we're going to be covering that. And why should you like Legends? There's so much good content there. And there's so much... A lot of what I've got back here, you could have read it years and years ago in the 90s, and you're starting to see it on screen now. So, absolutely. Go. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying, Mike dropped. Uh, and everyone, Freddie, if they want to see Legends Look Back live, when are they tuning in on this very YouTube channel? Uh, so, that will be Thursdays at 9 30 Eastern. Uh, that's about when I get out of work on the Pacific. So <laughs> beautiful. So it is your fault confirmed. All right. Excellent. Uh, everyone. Yes. Check out uh, Freddie, Jared, Emily, and Rick every Thursday. They have an absolute blast on that show. And of course you can check us all out on the living force tomorrow night on Monday. We are going to be debuting our first ever watch along interview uh, that we did. When we were in Asheville. That's right. So if you're watching this today, you get a little sneak preview. We interviewed Kevin Scott and George Mann, and we recorded that. Usually, we drop those separately, but tomorrow night, we will be playing that live, uh, and be, we'll be in the chat with you guys, so we can experience that together, which I think will be a lot of fun. And, of course, there were a couple little bit Star Wars news we'll be talking about. Living Force, every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. All right. But, my friends, that'll do it for this week's episode of Bounty Hunt. Keep your eyes out for our next hunt, and we'll be diving into episode five of the Book of Boba Fett. A special thank you to OK Endar, Jeremy Kazina, JG Kars, Earl Q, Patrick Ortiz, and Carl Sander on our Jedi High Council, and Matt Billington, Tyler Latour, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C, and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command. Go ahead and tell us all your thoughts about the Book of Boba Fett in our Discord community at utd.com slash Discord. Use those spoiler tags appropriately. And be sure to follow the main show on Twitter at Lightning Force Pod and Legends Look Back as well. And all of us individually for our thoughts on all things Star Wars. Until next time, I will left on the sands of Tatooine. You've been listening to the Bounty Hunt Podcast. Yeah? Good. To learn more about other Utini Patreon exclusives, visit utini.com.